What is up, all you addicts out there? Welcome to the Addicted Fishing Podcast. Today, I'm going to introduce everyone because last time I let them introduce themselves and they got all butthurt about it. So we have Cameron Black, Josh Handy, and Nick Popoff in the studio with us tonight. You guys got all uncomfortable last time I made you introduce yourselves. Nah, we're just terrible at it. That's why we have you, Marlon. That's why we fish. That's why we fish. Hey, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button and give us some suggestions. I've seen there's some suggestions. Sean, I don't know if you've been reading the comments, but they were talking about how it'd be cool to cut to different pictures of the products that we're using when we're talking about them or scenes of us like steelhead fishing or whatever when we're talking about certain subjects like when they're watching the podcast on YouTube. So thanks for those suggestions, everyone, and we will try to start doing some of those as we continue to make these podcasts for sure. Yeah, we've got some of the products up here on the table. And, and actually, this is kind of funny. We are going to be talking about products, but I don't know if we're prepared to do all of that tonight. Yeah, but no. We'll, I don't we'll, think we'll, we're going to we'll talk about all the products. Yeah, well, but... well, I mean, I'm just saying get them on display and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTubers, I think we'll that's a good idea, work, though. We'll definitely work it in for you guys out there watching for sure. So, And, and actually, you know, funny thing about YouTube, and uh, like I said, you guys watch it, is that we actually tonight's topic is brought to you by a YouTube suggestion that was on our first YouTube live encounter that we just pulled out of our butts today and decided to give it a try so right. we are going to be talking about products that we use uh, for winter steelheading and we're going to really try to break down like why what and everything from jigs to floats to rods to reels waders boots i don't know i don't know what yeah. we're gonna go that Ta- we're talk about all the different gear over it all we've had these questions actually a bunch of times in podcasts mm-hmm. before two people want to know more into the gear that we're using and, and yep. what we're using so and we'll make sure that we put links in the descriptions to all this stuff. So if you guys want to buy it or you guys want to check it out, you can look into it deeper on the things we're talking about. So first of all, let's talk some rods. How about that? Why? What's your favorite rod? My favorite rod? On the planet right now. Oh, boy. Favorite rod on the planet. You kind of spurred this one on me. <laughs> think about that for a minute. I thought you were instantly going to say the 9-9. Yeah, I mean... it. Is it my favorite? It's yeah, like it's like your favorite. go-to. Well, of course it's a go-to. It's the best. Are you talking steelhead rod? It's probably the best. Yeah, yeah that's the problem. When you say favorite rod, yeah. it's like, well, are you talking yeah. steelhead, salmon, well, I was gonna bass, say, I, I, trout? I, I was going to debate about that 9-2 spoon rod, though. That's a, that's I mean, a sick it, rod. It's a pretty, like, I was going to say that. But then I was also thinking, okay, we, I also have a 10-and-a-half-foot, 8-12, to 12, that we're testing, and mm-hmm. that's playing with, that's too. Something that's something I'm pretty, interested in. But no. Overall rod? 12 footer i i fished that for the first time oh you're year. talking the guy the i'm just classic. saying over, that's for yeah. salmon well that's what i was telling you that's like why that i asked yeah. clarify yeah. Do, you, do you like that rod i love it uh, good yeah, yeah I bought a couple so i think we're gonna kick let's let's do that let's stick this keep it steelhead yep. so we'll keep steelhead. this on yes. steelhead gear so we're just gonna since we're kind of in the middle of the season we're gonna talk just steelhead so we'll kind of draw the line so yep. nick doesn't get to throw his 12 footer in there so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i love it <laughs> but, going but, uh, back, but going back to that 99 yeah dude so bottom line guide select pro kuma 99 that is the route that i have i literally will carry six to eight of those in the raft yep best float fishing rod i have fished super all around rod. it's a very the action on its right like you people attribute you know good bobber rods to length like oh it's just because it's long it's like yeah. that's fine you can say, oh, yeah, it's, it's long, cool, but a lot of bobber fishing has to do with the action. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You need a, a you, you need yep. well, no, I, no, you need a fast action mm-hmm. rod. You don't want something that when you go freaking swinging, that the rod's just like a noodle and just gives to the fish. Yeah. Because generally, in a lot of float fishing, you you need to have a lot of line take up. You know, you need to be able to pick up that line off the water, and then Recover you also have line. the distance yep. of the bobber going down to the fish. Like you need to have some. You need to have some oomph to set the hook there. Yeah. So no, it's not the softest, you know, softest action rod out there, but the fast action rod. Yeah. What makes it what it is. Um, so no, I mean, so like I said, winter steelhead, no question that nine nine. And that's like a perfect like length pro. too. You know that nine nine is like for you raft guys and yeah, drift you boat can guys. you can raft, drift boat, bank fit. I mean, you kind of yeah. get it all. It's right up in that upper you know length and, and yeah i took a well. 10 i took a 10 and a half to a small <clears throat> creek the other day one of the 10 and a half guides select pros and it's you need a shorter rod when you're fishing a smaller creek like 10 yeah. and a half is just too big and you know what the other issue with 10 and a half is and especially for the boat is you get all the tip wrap you know and when you get a tip wrap you got a guy moving his rod you know 10 oh, feet yeah. back yeah, to yep. unwrap it and then you know it just is it's it's a that cumbersome a rod for sure yeah, yeah. well and then not to mention too and, I, and I'll, I'll admit this because we actually did i actually had a nine nine. I've only I've, I've been using them now for three years. My third season using them straight through. I broke one last year when I shoved the rod. When we had a fish on, I shoved my rod like up under the frame somehow, and then I <laughs> stroked and just planted the guy yep. fighting the fish and his planted his ass right in the seat. Oh. Well, 
Yeah. Broke the rod. I actually had one break last week on a guy trying to free a snag way he like reached way up on the eye <laughs> and he like and we were drifting and he grabbed the rod and then as like the boat went by it just yeah. boom and I and I didn't even know what he was doing. I literally heard it crack. Oh I god. Flipped my head around and he blew it up. I can finally say it. The first time in three years I broke one. But does that count? Because that's kind of like a fault. It was a dumb break, move. It was know? a dumb move. Yeah. But you know what? Like as far as like what people, you know, people out there they say about the, those dude, solid freaking yeah. rod. I don't care. I should if, if any other rod God, dude, I've broken a lot of rods in my guide career. And I'll tell you what, like that one, you're right, it probably was that guy's fault, but dude, something happened and I don't know and I to this day I'm never gonna know how hard he was pulling on it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he, he tacoed it. Yeah. Well that's what I was gonna say. You can break but any I'll, rod. You, you know, know no, you, you can like, break them. You, know, it you don't break matter. every rod, but for how many trips I do a freaking year and for how many times like just yeah. stupid stuff happens in the raft. Yep. Dude. I'm like, I'm, I still couldn't be happier. And guess what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to take, take that rock. <laughs> swap her out. Have another, swap it out. That's the best thing about Yeah, I've broke one, and it was my fault. Same thing, like, yeah. in a raft, just lost my footing and fell yeah. on it, and it broke. And then I lost an eye out of one of them. Yeah. yeah. I've lost, I will say I have lost eyes in what happened, same, almost same situation, a tip wrap on a drive-by, you know, where yeah. you know, you're moving by, they, they point the rod, and it, it pops the eye out because... Yeah. Well, they tip or, wrapped on moving. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I get them from, though. It's like when, when guys crank down, they reel real fast. They're not watching bead. their gear come oh. out of the water. Beer, or the bead or the bobber just Straight pounds into that, you know, ceramic Oh, gets piece. that ceramic tip yeah. out of there. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but they, those guys like pros, dude. I I mean, I was pretty hesitant at first a couple years ago when we started using them. And, I've, dude, I've loved them. There's yeah, I think no we were question. all kind of skeptical at first. But as yeah. we fished them more through that first season, I was – Really impressed. With I had to tell you guys a lot to do it. I'm just gonna say it for you, Josh. You yeah. I'm still excited for them to put out like a higher end, like really high end model. Like I'm still excited for that. Yeah, that'll be cool. I mean, the rods, damn. I mean, you go pick up the rod on the shelf, especially within that price point. They're damn nice. Nothing, nothing that. And they have. Yep. They're using Alps guides on them. Yeah, I'd say they're using eyes that are on six hundred dollar rods. Yeah. And I so, know. like, and the Fuji reel seats that yep, are like the Fuji most reel expensive seats production and... one they make. Yep. So, like, the, the components are there. Mm-hmm. It's a super light rod. I think they could probably get another ounce or two off of it, you know? But even then, it's like... I mean, yeah, but there's not... some other things that could be done, too. Like, there's some balanced things that I would like to do to, to a couple. Of, not the whole series, yeah. just certain models. Yeah. Um, so, I'm I'm excited for them to come out with a higher-end series, too. I ain't going to get rid of my Guide Select Pros, but I'm going to no add way. to it. I'm yeah. going to definitely add to I it think with that's some just nicer a, models. They're just definitely that workhorse that. Yeah, rod. That's kind of your oh, main yeah. foundation and build from there on it. Well, yeah. then, like I said, go, go find something, anything relatively compared to that in that price range, and you, you, nothing even touches. Well, their lifetime There's warranty too, That's and the warranty so is so oh, awesome. I mean, where else can you go? You you know, you go spend five hundred bucks on a rod, and then you know something happens like what Cameron just explained, and you're paying to get that rod replaced, yeah. and to be able to walk into any store that sells them. Explain what happened. You don't got to make up some elaborate story, you know, and just replace it. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's cool. I was fighting a fish. My yeah. first one I've ever caught. And it yeah. broke right here at the real seat. Snapped in half. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I've made up some good stories over the years to get some <laughs> real stuff. Well, and then, so, you know, and then, you know, then too, it's a larger production company. Yeah. I mean, so that, I mean, there is, there's, there's disadvantages to that, but the advantage is that those rods are everywhere and they can be yep. easily replaced without a, Two month, four month wait time. I mean, so yeah. you know, there's some other things yeah. to look at there. So, what about spoon rods? What are you using? What are you liking for spoon rods? I like that nine two. Nine two. It's probably it's definitely... the most perfect spoon rod. I mean, in my opinion, it works great. The action on the rod is perfect for fishing. Spoons. I remember yeah. I fished it with you the first time I ever fished it, and that thing was pretty pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, it's got like I mean, for an it's still an eight to twelve rating, mm-hmm. correct? But it just, it seems like it's got a little... What? No, it's, it's 8 to 17. Yeah. Eight to oh, 18, excuse me. 8 to yeah. 17. It's but eight even to 17. for an 8 to 17, what I was going to say is that it, it's got a parabolic bend to the rod, but yeah. it's got and a lot of power. It loads perfectly. Yeah, power so it loads up. Yeah. Yeah. You still and get that, you know, when you're... It's got that perfect tip You still have the tip. You still have the nice tip to feel your But then it loads up perfectly when you get a fish on it. Yeah. I fished a lot of spoon rods where you you know you go to fish them and, and you know as you're working your spoon you just don't have that tip yep. section to feel what it's doing and that's important especially when you're fishing those lighter spoons yep. you know it's it's really important. That's the number one thing I've seen yep. with a lot of the spoon rods mm-hmm. is they make them too heavy. Yep, there's not enough yep. action in them. Yep. So I mean, yeah, that's that that's the same thing that's in the Guide Select Pro 
Yep. They make that. I wish, and hopefully the guys from Okuma are listening. I wish they made a little bit longer one. I'd like a, a ten, ten foot, ten eight foot. to seventeen, mm-hmm. yeah, spoon rod. That'd be just perfect. so I have a little bit more control to keep keep my line up off the water, especially for the bank guys. When you're in a boat and you're standing on a raft, not necessarily as much of an issue. But when you're yeah. on the, a bank and, and you're trying to make, trying to, to make those long casts yeah. or swing in the lower. Yep. End of a big river or something. Yeah, so you, almost, you almost need like a big water spoon rod and then a little water. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah, so yeah, if the guys from Okuma are out there listening, hint, hint, Cooper, we need to look talk about a ten <laughs> a ten foot yeah. spoon rod. There's yeah. another rod too that gets passed up all the time. We don't talk about it much, which is a spinner rod. And that nine foot eight to seventeen is probably, yeah. in my opinion, one of the best spinner rods I've fished. I mean, I've fished it for obviously coho, but for steelhead even. I mean, just and a, we've now taken a bunch same of thing. those. It's the power to, that two it trips has. to Alaska, which you guys all know when you travel, your rods do not get handled very well when you're traveling. And we've taken those <laughs> yeah. things to Alaska, fished them for coho and steelhead. Yeah, and those spinner rods are those they're, are dope. They're yeah. tough. Hard those to beat that rod. Yeah, That's they've dude. They've nailed a lot of rods in that. I was just gonna say they got a pretty good series of like just like a pretty good spread and and you know everything from yeah. twitching all the way up. I mean, it's yep. just a good. Even that 10, of, 6, 8 to 17, yeah. it's a little bit heavier, but I accidentally took that to Alaska, and I was pleasantly surprised at how I got beat up on that's that rod. That's my Springer Bobber rod. It works great trips. for steelhead, yeah, too. Oh yeah, yeah. Some of the bigger either. fish. Yeah. So, yeah, all you guys out there listening, so those are kind of the rods. We're Okuma fans. We, we work with Okuma and love Okuma, so that's the rods that we fish, but... Those are the general sizes and poundages that you kind of heard of things that we're using when it comes to spoon fishing, bobber fishing, that kind of stuff. What about drift fishing? Are you doing any drift fishing? Or just a little bit. I mean, honestly, when we and honestly when we do it now, um, they do it, huh? make they do make that nine six. Was it the six to twelve? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I have a, spinning a couple rod. of those. At, but if I was going to dedicate a lot more to like summer steelhead side drifting, um, you know, they make a lighter one too, I believe. Uh, like yeah. a nine six six to ten for side. That's drifting. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I would step down to that if I was just 100 dedicated side drift. Nine six six to twelve is that six to ten. It's six really, to ten. It's really That's light. It super so parabolic, cool. super light. Yeah, it's a perfect super, for side it's a drifting. Soft rod. Like it's meant to load up when you know the bait goes by and you feel the rubber band by you know that. <laughs> what about uh, you know one thing that they are missing out of that guide select pro series? Do they make any in the in any of their other models? But like a good plug rod. Do you guys mm-hmm. do any like plugs Not for yet. the boat? Like. There's some t- I don't, but you could probably. I mean, that nine you could run the nines. Right. Even I the mean, nine two the guide select classics. Yeah, you so could run the nines, the, but if they the, made an eight, yeah, you'd be in the money. Yeah. In, the, in the classics, they, I think they have a nine hundred three. Yeah, but I think they want to. We've been talking to shorting it down and trying to go one piece, but we're we ran into some because we work with Akuma too a lot, guys. So like we're always chirping at them, like, hey, you know, you can make an improvement here. This yep. is what like our fans of like our 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 core group of people are mm-hmm. saying like, Hey, you guys could use this. So we've talked about eight foot, but you run into like a lot of shipping issues, like eight on foot, one, one piece. piece classic yeah. Cause glass. it's a one piece is the problem. Yep. So shipping yep. it is just, that's so, why you just don't see one piece rods anymore. So no do, one wants to yeah. pay for if, shipping. do you think an eight foot two piece would be like, I don't people, people just don't want to do that. Just for like I said, just the, you have the feral and, and you mm-hmm. don't get the perfect, like, you don't have the same action. The you don't have the same action. Oh, so it's like, so you do lose a little bit of that. To me, it, it's, I'm not, I guess, as crazy of a plugger as a lot of guys are. Yeah. But I mean. Some of those guys get, I mean. Seems like you could make just as good a plug. Well, I was just saying that. The I think you rod. could, maybe just soft, maybe soften up the bottom. But guess what? That's what we get to work on. Yeah. You know, so maybe mm-hmm. we get to work on a little bit of that for, yeah. you know, this year. But I tell you what, the, uh, yeah, so they have a little trouble with that. We've talked about you know, even seven and a half too, but you definitely aren't going to want that in the guides like Pro. You're yeah. going to want to see that in your classics. Yeah. So any of you guys it's out there listening positive. or watching, what do you guys think for a plug rod? Make Tell us some suggestions, or if you guys have any suggestions of rods that you can't buy at the store that you would love to buy or want to buy, comment. Let us know. We can we or, can try to develop or help other companies out there kind of get the get, get in their ear and chap at them. Or what they use. You know, what do you guys use as a rod? You know, that's... There's a lot of different opinions out there oh, yeah. on what different rods to use for what scenario, yep. you know. Absolutely. One thing Cam didn't touch on with that 9.9 is it, and I know Popoff does this a lot, that thing is a killer bobber dogging rod because mm-hmm. oh, it yeah. just has enough backbone to pick up the line. It's when you also got to. the length, too. You, I mean, yeah. you know, and I would, we kind of address that, but, like, the length on those rods are, like, you, you have to have a longer rod, but, you know, and so that plays into that. that be able to pick up of, the line. You know, you want around a 10-foot rod for that. You get too yeah. much longer, you get too much tip wrap, and then becomes a hassle so yeah. it's almost ideal for that so what about reels are what do you put what kind of reels are you using on those 
I'm so torn because I'm so in love with the RTXs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like the Inspires are great. The other what's the he what's the, the Helios? Yeah, the Helios yeah. are great. I honestly I just started switching all my, I started switching a lot of mine to the Okuma RTX just because it's six to one. They're but faster. I talked. It's a faster tree. But I talked to, to some of the guys at Okuma. I actually had a long conversation with them about spinning reels in particular, and I I told them that, and I've reiterated that again and again and again that they need to make some more. Some faster retrieves, especially for, for especially for steelhead anglers, yeah. because you, I mean, if you're gonna buy a steelhead bobber rod, I think you need to buy that RTX. Yeah, to get just when yeah. those steelhead takes off, especially a summer or winter, and just rips a bunch of line off, and then you gotta try to catch back up because <laughs> yeah. he turns, turns right back right at, at you. Yeah. Like or when you're you running need... like a four and you're trying to reel in all your line after making a long drift and you feel like you're fishing a center pin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah. I mean, the five to ones aren't bad. Like, I've been running the Inspires on a lot of mine, but no. you can definitely tell the difference Oh, there's yeah. no question. So oh, all, my, all my twitching and stuff with the RTX versus the Inspiros, and it's like, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You make a long I, cast, you pay for it. I do like the factor line. There's no question. Yeah. And another thing to touch on and is just the price point. point on those things is, yeah. Great. I mean, even for like that angler who doesn't fish every day, it's like in the sixty, seventy dollar yeah. range or something yep. like that. So we'll put some links into the description to some of these things that yeah. we're talking about. The Akuma RTX, that's the reel that I, I think a lot of us I love. love the Inspire is a great reel as well, and I know there's an, a lot of other brands out there that you guys. Size wise though, let people know. Like, say they don't want to freaking buy an Okuma. See, what, that's one way. What get, size reel are you putting on your ball? That's one way. Like, you know, if you. If you're fishing big water and you're doing long drifts, like you know, the size of the reel also can make a huge difference. I mean, yeah, your speed yeah. retrieve and balance too. Your, your, yeah, your speed <clears throat> retrieve, you know, is, your rotations on the reel, obviously. Uh-huh. But if you have a bigger spool, you know, you're going to be you're picking up, pick more up more line. line. So yeah. it's kind of like, but generally, I end up running a lot of thirties. I run a lot of like smaller stuff, lighter stuff, um, even the big water stuff we fish. Um, you know. I don't mind having the smaller reel. Yeah. I, you know, I, don't, I don't need a 400-yard line capacity. Yeah, you're throwing 150 yards yeah. of line on that. Uh, see, Jordan yeah. always uses the the, the bigger uh, ones. So I like yeah. the smaller ones, too. Like I like the, the 30s. 30s. Yeah, 30s. The size 30s. 35s are good. Yeah. Like 30s, 30s and 35s, 35s. yeah. 35s, 35s. He always tells me the same thing. What if you get outrun? I'm like, it's 150 yards. If it's I get outrun, then I need to move my feet. So Jordan uses the 40s, right? 35s. He can't fish from the boat. Yeah, in his main. That's fishery. true. So he can't chase. That's why I've got to fire like, up the shoe brews and run down the bank. <laughs> yeah. dude. In the sled or in the raft, I go. If the steelhead gets a hundred yards away from me, I did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I did. Someone did. Yeah. So it's like, but, uh, but, dude, Jordan's told me stories a couple like last year. He's hooked into fish. No, but destroyed. But I did something wrong because I didn't pull my anchor and go down there. But if he's yeah. fishing like on, I, and I've seen the spots he fishes. I mean, shoot, yeah, he can be standing on this rock small. gravel bar. He hooks a fish and it runs down the rapid and gets He's around screwed. a point. You can't Nothing get you it. can do. You can't get in the boat and chase it, and yeah. you can't walk yeah. to it either. So yeah, I could totally see a. I mean, on any given Sunday, I bet an eight pounder could get get, get wrong on you. And <laughs> I'm get in the boat yeah. chasing it, dude. Well, fair enough, but he can't. <laughs> I just won't hold the rod. I'll just like put it in like the underneath <laughs> the thing and start rowing down. Just good drop luck. It, let then the you're not fishing. Float up. Yeah, <laughs> good luck proving that. Like fight that one in court. You know what I mean. What a stupid rule! Yeah, I know that's got to be yeah. tough, man. Gosh, like, it, it changes everything because like you're going down the river with them, you're like, oh, oh that's money. Let's, oh, we have to pull over. Oh, wait, and we have to row right over it. Yeah. And it's funny all the different areas that <laughs> yeah. he fishes because he's, str- he's gotten strategic forced. about it because he's got to like, all right, I'm gonna let you off on this rock right here, and I'm like, bro, I ain't fishing no. for this rock. Like, put me somewhere else. Bro. And he's like, no, this is where you got to fish from. It's the only spot. Fish that little seam right there in front of you. And you fish. <laughs> All right, cool. I got one. I love this rock. <laughs> Come swim over here and net it for me. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, I mean, so I can see why he likes the 40s and the yeah. 45s, the bigger reels. Because, yeah. Makes sense. It's a little different. So then again, so if you guys are listening out there, you're fishing big water, you know, maybe you might you take that. They got those 35s, which just have a little bit bigger spool. I just didn't like them because I don't feel like they bounce as well as a 30. Yeah. You put a big reel on a, on a lighter rod, it, it's... Well, and you, you know, the thing about steelhead fishing is you you always have a rod in your hand. You know, you're not doing a lot of plug fish. You're always casting and, and that gets, it's just like, you know, twitching and stuff. You have a heavy rod and a heavy reel. It's going to be heavier in your hand. It's cumbersome. It's, it, yeah, I mean, it's I old. get, I have it's old by the old. end of the day. <laughs> Dude, one thing I'm going to say about those, these reels too, and it's, 
it's just so weird to me because for years, dude, I bought like the most oh, expensive. Oh, like 200 $250. I mean, I'm talking for years. If it, if it didn't have a $200 price tag on it, I wasn't even looking nah. at it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that real sucks. Like if it ain't 200 bucks, that, that real sucks. Oh, I had that right? mentality. So yeah. I had that mentality for years. And I'm yeah. not even kidding. For years, I had a lot of issues with super reels. expensive reels that I bought. Like yep. rich random did. issues, especially in the cold weather for steel. Like I feel like a lot of those companies don't realize that us anglers are using them in those conditions. Yeah. So they don't yeah. build, 14 out. They don't build the reels to handle it. But yep. I mean, it's all over the place from gear issues to bail issues to, you know, yeah. and dude, I have not, it's really weird to say, but I have not had one. And this isn't lying. Like, like I'm dead serious. I've not had one freaking inspire a real break. Yeah. I haven't burned up a drag. Not I one. haven't one seize up. I haven't had any issues. No. That's and so it's weird. just so weird to me. Like the Helios, the inspire, all of them. I've dunked them in the water just like I do with other reels. And yeah, and I know you got all the freaking haters out there that think I'm gonna I'm lying about this, but I'm being like even to myself, like it like weirds me out. Yeah. Because I'm like for years, I'm like, why the f was I buying? So okay. why was I going to buy these reels? Yeah. Exactly. Real, real fast though, when you were buying those two hundred and fifty dollar reels, like how many more fish were you catching? Zero oh, more. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> Maybe but last, last last I checked, that's what it's about, right? Yeah, but it yeah, wasn't for me. It was never the fish. Like I don't about that. Like I just like to have something nice. Yeah. yeah. Like I like Absolutely. to be able to fish with yeah. a nice gear. I like to be able to know that it's not. I yep. just like nice. Yeah. I think the, but when you but same when reason you, I have but, a sixty thousand dollar truck. I like nice. But when you I work <laughs> hard to buy. It. Yeah. But, when, but when you expect, but like you said, when you expand out of that, that like not comfort zone. But when you're like, okay, I'm gonna, We're gonna need you to I'm buy gonna put Pinto. down my pride and try something a little bit new. Like what you're just saying, it's like, damn, I'm not breaking these. I'm not having problems with them. Yeah. Exactly. So my, so you, you're the kind, point you was my perception out. was wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was yeah. like you can't always base. It doesn't mean it's not nice. Like I just said, just because the price tag's different, yeah. just because it's a low price doesn't mean that it's not a good quality well, and thing. And I, it, for me, it just the took between low price and cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yep. For yep. me, yep. it just took trying it. Like yep. right, you just opening up your freaking mind and trying some different yep. stuff. The biggest testament for me was when we went to Alaska. I took a backup reel. I didn't use it. I yeah, like, I took two back. I, yeah, I was like, okay, we're gonna that? That maybe tub. burn one up. We never I had, had an issue I the whole time. A, I had a tub of reels, like literally, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just because I thought. Well, I also thought and that was our first time, like yeah. fishing hard with them. Like, yeah, I we were gonna a, catch I them all. Fish. Basically, I brought yeah. my whole guide set of reels and I broke them all down, re-spooled them all, super fresh. Like you said. Never broke into them. Oh, they said we're ready Whatever. for the year. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> they were too, and yeah. it's like you know those things were getting a, when we were catching. We abused them. No, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. just yeah. dragged ripping on them. Yeah, you can see in the addicted Alaska video. There's a, a one shot where the reel's like, and that was like the whole trip. Yeah, yeah. every three minutes. <laughs> and, yeah. and the more fish you catch in the day, the harder you fight them too. You dude, know, how like, fun, get in here? Dude, you know? how yeah. fun would it be to try to get a trip together with the entire freaking like all twenty five? Dude, that would be the funnest thing in the world. Dude, how sick would that be? Like 30 of us. I'm dead serious, dude. 10 drift boats going down. No, you go to somewhere where you could really split (laughs) up better. Like you'd want to go to a destination where you could split up better. But now I'm getting sidetracked, so I ain't going to do that. Getting getting way off track. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Podcast 24. (laughs) (laughs) Marlon's dream. That's all right. I'm in. Yeah, Yeah. I'm in. I think now you go to something as simple as line. Yeah, line on the reel. Because yep. it is super yeah. simple, but it's so we talk, we're something quickly, that we though, finally Before found. you switch to line, let's talk casting reel because we didn't talk casting oh, we reels didn't. at all. So I've been using the Helios just because that's – I like it. It's Dude, I was so annoyed with that reel at first, and then I realized that their braking system is hidden, and you just give it a little twist, and you pop it open, and you just – Flip a couple breaks. <laughs> no, I was like, "This is the dumbest thing ever." It has one break, but once I got it dialed in, I'm like, "All right, I love this yeah, reel." You know, awesome. like, I remember you telling me. So Josh came. He's like, "I hate it, dude. I'm freaking. You like those reels? I hate them." I'm like, "Can't cast with them. I hate them." I'm like, "Dude, they're was awesome. Too you tight can or too loose? Way too loose. Every time I cast, just <laughs> backlash. Every time he cast, it. and then he just made one adjustment on it, and it was dialed. Yeah, uh, I think they come out. reset it too, which is pretty loose. Like, I yeah. mean, I can take a freaking third ounce spoon yeah. or two thirds ounce spoon, yeah. I can put it a hundred yards yeah. I think yeah but yeah I think they come set pretty loose Those things right cast away real good though yeah. Yeah. and they're light and so they after look... I opened it up it was game over yeah. yeah I loved it yeah and they're super light they look dope I mean I don't I love the look that's the reels I've been using yeah. I like them that's really the only casting reel that all of us probably use, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm I mean, using them for drifting and spoon and whatever. I mean, just on my personal rods for sure. They have the Citrix yeah. as well, but I mean, really, I've just been fishing the Helios. Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah, they have the Komodo 
as well. Which you which got is, one of those. I right? got one of those, and it's just a really like insane drag. It's like a three hundred stuff. Yeah, it's like a three hundred. It would be considered like a bigger. So Dude, I got it. For that'd be considered the old Marlin. <laughs> there you the go. Old Marlin. So now let's talk line. Let's talk line. line. I think it's an easy subject. Yeah. P line TCB eight. XTCB. XTCB. I always X. forget about the I X, never dude. Get the acronym right ever. I always forget about the X, well, but like PCTBQR24D. How many well, dude, years were we? Uh, <laughs> you know, how many? Like, yeah. How many years were we stuck on one brand of line? And I was like, nothing beats this. And then I fished this stuff, and I was blown away because I fished other braid eights. Yeah. And I didn't like them, but yeah. this with the Teflon coating is. Hard to beat. And the coating, so I will say the coating it lasts, lasts long. That's yeah. I don't know if there's a yeah. lot of other brands yeah. because some of the coatings on some of these, some of those Teflon coatings yeah. on the other brands, dude, it's like two trip, two days in. You're like, you can see and it coming you, off. You know what's crazy is like some of the other brands, I'm not going to say, but like some of the other brands you use, one time getting hung up and your boat's going downstream and it's rubbing those guides, you literally reel in and it's just like. You see it. Just like, well. There goes a spool. There goes you know, the thirty-five dollar spool line. Yeah. All the coding. The yeah. only time mine breaks is when Clint cuts it. So I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Snip. So what line? I all laugh. you guys out there listening, if you're on iTunes podcasts or what iTunes podcasts, if you're on <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever, let us know what line you guys prefer. What pound test are you guys using? I'm typically putting thirty on. I'm my running thirty, but I'm going to try to run thirty on everything. Check Actually, out the forty. I take that back. Last year I went to forty. And That's what I was going to look into, some 40 for so fly fishing. I hey, everyone it. out there watching, tell Cameron to get off his phone. Comment below and tell him that you hate stuff. him for being yeah, on his phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think that 40 <laughs> might float even a so little bit I, more better with I more body on the water. I switched to 40 last year, and it was probably one of the best decisions I've really? made. Don't Number don't one. Yeah, I just put 30 on. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> my 30. It floats better. Number one. So yeah, it has more surface area on the water. Exactly, so it floats a little bit better. and. Dude, you get a lot more stuff back. Like, it's just got a little bit more durability. I mean, even when you're running 30, I don't care who you are, dude. You get hung up on the bottom. Sometimes you lose your 30 and your bobber and everything. Else. Yeah, so, eventually your knots wear. Yeah, you and so it, your yeah. knots are worn or you, you, you know, you running want... up, your bead sliding up and down is chafing that line or whatever it is, and you break your whole setup off. And it was, it's a big difference. So I think it was, you told me Brandon Glass used 50 pounds. Yeah, Cody, Cody used 50 too. Yeah. Which, but I mean, what the f- <laughs> but real, but okay, well, it's better. Yeah, I mean, difference 40, yeah. 50 in diameter. The diameter it's a 12 versus two, what, two, a 10? 10 yeah. versus 12, yeah. yeah. it's not that big of a difference. But I mean, at the end of the day, tell somebody like, to use 50 for steelhead fish, and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, dude, I would pound. totally, if I felt like it was going to float better and it wasn't going to, I would use it. I'll try it. Yeah. I think it does float better. I just like I, that that one shot fits like, right on a reel, no so problems. I was running top shots four, three or four years ago. You know, I was running top shots when everybody was all into this top shot bobber, you know, bobber dog and thing. And when, Dude, I'd get hung up, and even though it was twelve pound line, I was snapping my thirty. You know, and at the still have at the knot, yeah. You know? And some of that was the knot I was using, but then I switched to the the Alberto, and and it still did it. And so, you know, going to that little bit heavier line made a huge difference. And really? I got rid of the top shot. The, you know, I got <laughs> and tired. You just threw the top shot. Yeah, away. dude, I just got tired of breaking that stuff off. Like, it's if I'm going fishing for myself, top shot's a great idea. I think if you want to be stealthy and you know, and and you got someone, an expert that does this on a daily basis behind the rod, but not for the everyday. So the forty stopped it from doing that because yep. I have that mm-hmm. issue sometimes. Yeah, yep. it's just that braid's just so thin it burns right through the. Yep. And that's what was Floral. happening. Yeah, and I think once you have that knot, and there's been tension on it, whether you caught fish or you know whatever it is. But like I said, I don't. The only the only time I'm running a top shot is when I'm like spoon fishing or you know yeah. really. Well, we do it with inlines all the time. Yeah, or yeah, I've heard that. Fixed floats. Yeah, fixed yeah. floats. Or, yeah, yeah. Fixed, yeah, we're sorry. always yeah. running that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only so, time I run is if I have fixed floats or I'm running spoons. So, you know, but you guys do a lot of that fixed float fishing, you yeah. know, from where you're at and stuff. So. It's beneficial for you guys. And we're yes, more, yeah, we're more elitist than you, Nick. Yeah, I know. You guys are better for really? fishermen. P-Line, send me some, please. <laughs> yeah, let me get some 40. 40 pound. I need some of that too, P-Line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the XTCB8. Yep, that's the... That's the guys haven't fished it. Check it out. Check it out. It is money. I love for it. Sure. Check, check, check it out. It is money. Then leaders. Let's talk leaders. Let's just start going right down the freaking line. What about leaders? We already know. It's fluorocarbon. Fluoro. Why fluorocarbon though? Why have all of us gone to fluorocarbon where a lot of us used to use monofilaments? I always well, used mono before. I can I can tell you just I mean we talked about live feed and stuff, but 
it's gotten so much better. You know, it, the old fluorocarbon was so terrible. Like you'd fish Especially it in just, cold weather. Yeah, oh, cold weather, snap everything every minute. Everything was abrasions and nicks from drifting. And we used to drift fish a lot, you know, a lot of side drifting and stuff back in the day. So, you know, your stuff dragging on the bottom. Uh-huh. The but now it's so much better. It's so much more durable. So much, you know, there's so much more strength in it now than there was. It's, it, it's game changing, yeah. you know. And you get the... The visibility factor, you know, it's, I think that it plays a huge role in the fish not being able to see it, you know, to whereas you put a, you put a piece of like, take people, you know, to, it's a worldwide line that's been used for steelhead fishing, maximal ultra green, you know, you put that line with some of the SS, dude, it is like, you, it, you see the 10 pound leader, you know, the ultra green. And yeah, it's, it's going right to the knot, and then yeah, there's nothing after it. You just hold it yeah. on the water six inches. Yeah, and it, yeah it's pretty incredible. It's, it's awesome. It's one know. single solid line rather than, I yep. think, I remember this from back in the day. It's like actually like the mono is corded almost, mm-hmm. so the fish can see light reflection through it yep. versus flora. Mm-hmm. Look at that. I, dude, Knowledge. you're I such remember. a scientist. I know, dude. He just went Bill Nye the Science Guy. Do <laughs> <laughs> you know Bill Nye the Science Guy isn't even a science, real scientist? Oh, of course, dude. He's a TV That's... star. We're not real fishermen. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha! All you guys out there watching. (laughs) What were you going to say, Cam? I just remember one time when I was in college and the whole like pink worm thing was going on and we were fishing summers on a popular river that was just loaded to the brim. Like every morning you showed up at four, you stood on your rock with 10 other guys and and we caught our fish. And I remember fluorocarbon when it first came out and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna spool my reel with this, and I'm gonna catch it. <laughs> oh. I spooled my whole reel with, reel with it. Fire! And said, and I went out there, and like the first, I lost four, my whole spool. <laughs> the first like four fish I hooked with like ten pound, like you know, the size mono I was using in another brand in this floor, I broke every single one of them. Not even trying, <laughs> yeah. like just babying them, just hooks tink, up. tink, just like, to the point where this will give it away where it's at, but it doesn't happen anymore, so I don't even care. So I literally like left the river, left my buddy sitting down there. I left the river. I drove to Pritchard's store, which was still there. Bought a spool of like just you know our, what we used back then for models. Spooled the reel, went back down and caught two fish. And after that, I was like, "This fluorocarbon is freaking garbage." Yeah. And then that's what happened is it got such it's a bad so... name for so long. Oh, it did. Yeah. That until they started to like develop turn the it. corner and develop it's it. Like it's anything. Yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's any rod. It's so any you reel, guys, it's any, you know, SS or tactical? I'm SS. SS. I like, I like either. Yeah, I could go Not either way. Particular. And I don't think that's I, I don't think that's what the issue is. I think it's like if there's good fluoro, you know, you have good fluoro, you have good fluoro. It doesn't matter if it's you know. And most good fluoro comes out of what like Japan or something like that, right? Yeah, like out of those like I don't know, what do they call Missouri and all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's what's big in the bass industry. You know, fluoro. Yeah, yeah, huge. That's literally all yeah. I use anymore for yeah. the material. So the P-Line SS fluorocarbon. Guys, we'll put it in the we'll put a link in the description so you guys can check it out. P-Line SS fluorocarbon, tactical fluorocarbon. But like these like Nick and Josh and all these guys are saying, any brand. Yeah. Nowadays it's advanced so much. I will say don't get like the coated, like the ones that are like Yeah, I won't say any brand. I mean the clear, it's the floral clear. Yeah, what's the ones that are like coated like it's not an actual That's actually one of P-Lines too, is a floral clear. Yeah, Yeah, it's a copolymer. Which I use that for trout fishing. Just don't use it for Yeah. Steelhead. With that twenty pounder steelheads on the line. Exactly. I mean, honestly, as as advanced as it is now, and how much better it is, there's really, in my opinion, no reason to not use fluoro when Mm -hmm. you're steelhead fishing. Yeah. Unless you're pulling plugs or something like that, and you want. I use fluoro for every. But really, they make rods that that can soak that up. And I get you know five hundred of them tied up before the season, so it's like, you know. You want to hook me up, dude? No. Well, you, yeah, say, you know who I pay? <laughs> I need some. I, I'm not going to lie. I pay for mine, dude. I, I, don't, I don't got time to do that. <laughs> I pay for mine. It's not the best way to do it, but it saves me a lot of time with my family. <laughs> 500 liters takes a long time. Yeah, your fingers, too. Yeah. And then you got to add the arnies and all that other stuff. 500 liters to catch three fish, though? I know. That's, that's tough. a lot of work. A lot of snacks. Oh, you just have, <laughs> so you have someone time for you. Yeah. 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 I have a guy time for me. Which, he does a really good job, so I can't complain. You know what? That's kind of a funny story. First time he sent me some, he's like, tell me about these new hooks I should try. And first two fish I had snapped the hooks in half. 
I'm like, dude, I, I just had 350 liters. Remember, I told you about this. And I think I know what hooks those were because I've had the problem with them too. They were like the they were supposed to be the new like crazy good bead hook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Now. Yeah. And and then it turned out that they've made some changes to it. And it's better now. But <laughs> well, it doesn't two, break in half when you hook a fish. First good. two fish, dude, and I one of them was a tank too, and I, I'll never forget it, dude. It jumped and cartwheeled out, and I'm like, oh my god, the hook just pulled, and I bring it up, and it's this little stem like this big. I'm like, what the? I've never seen that in my life, dude. Yeah. I told him it must have been 20 pounds. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And then I yep. saw the second one. It was like four pounds, and it broke, too. I was like, this sucks, dude. <laughs> there went my story. So you only caught one fish that year, then? No, no Not I three. None. You lost one. You lost them all. 350 liters. 350 You sold the leaders to someone else? I gave them. <laughs> uh, I just got those in the mail the other day. I'm pretty excited. I'm ready to get this show. It's almost ready time. To get this winter steelhead season kicked off. Yes, sir. All you guys out there watching and listening, have you guys been out fishing yet? Have you guys freaking gone out and caught some winter steelhead yet? Maybe there's some old downriver summers. Some chinook still floating around. Some coho, don't still floating coho. Around. There's some bee run coho showing up in a few rivers. So yeah, I heard of that. Yeah. Yep. It's definitely yeah. a few fish around. So now let's talk the business end. After you got your leader tied on. What things are you using? What what what's your preference to leader? After your leader, what do you got next? What do you guys like to use? I mean, on a day to day basis, I mean, I would say it's mostly bobber dogging for me. You know, beads. I, I fish a ton of beads, um, and then second, the worm it would be my, my my top two. I bet yeah, I fish those are two things. Are you paying attention? Marlon? Beads and worms. Yeah, beads. He said worms. Second though. would be worms. Yeah. Second. Yeah, because he fishes a river with 400 other drift boats floating down. So you got to have something <laughs> subtle. Rolling that Christmas well, tree. I mean, you, you know what's weird is on the days that I, the pressure's the, the worst. So when you get the worms, the worms. Well, yeah, because yeah, everyone's, everyone's using, using beads. Because yep. <laughs> every mother ever floating out of the river is using beads. It's just like when we were, on the, when we were yep. in Alaska. It's like every dude we float by, it's like, why does every one yarny. of these guys have a puffball or a yarny on? It's like, put something else on, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. As we row yeah. by. Yeah. Yeah, and yell that for hooking too many, whatever. Yeah, and that's what happens. Like those people just get so caught up in the trend or whatever's popular that year. Yeah, and it's like it's, we talked about it tonight. The fast fishing, you yeah. know, has become this like thing. Who race down the river and do four floats in one day, and that blows my mind. Like. I am not shuttling my car three or four times in one day. You are out of your mind. Today I made ten dollars. Yeah. $185 in shuttle fees today. You put like eight people in that drift boat. What are you complaining know, about? Dude. So do you have a preference? You like soft beads, hard beads? I'm a soft bead guy, man. I I started out bead fishing probably, I don't know, eight years ago, seven, eight years ago, and I only fished hard beads and like because there wasn't really a good soft bead out there. There were some like Jensen eggs and like some of the you know Mad River, of, Mad River made the the eggs. Uh -huh. Actually that was the first soft bead I ever caught fish one. on was one of those, you know, and I fished it just like I'd fish a hard bead, you know, on a low clear day. But as as times transitioned and, and like figured out how to fish them properly and stuff i fish probably 90 percent soft beads the game has gotten out of control oh like, it's sick so some of the stuff like randy's beads. doing it lured like those like incognito beads that are you know they're a hard bead with a like soft plastic shell, shell yeah. or soft plastic shell they fish really good man i mean they they still get the effect of a hard bead rolling down the river but they have a soft feel to them and how are they for pegging because i've been really i've been seeing them i want to try them like are, are they are they a little easier than the soft beads in general or so i i told you about the bead thing i do with my own mm -hmm. i put the bead in line i just i run them on his because it's pretty tight putting your line through there because there's that you know, it's got that rubber the coating. coating. Yeah. And so it kind of squeezes tight on your line. So I don't even peg them. I just put them right down to that bead and float Ooh, them. Wait, you know? really? Yeah. You I'll show you. you. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, cool. And he, actually, Randy is the one. We had this conversation last night, me and him. And he's like, dude, I don't peg any of them. He's like, I peg, I don't ever peg them to the line. He's like, I put a bobber stop and then let them slide. And he swears by it. He thinks that it's like. I think it's kind of natural. You know. That's how I used to always fish. I mean, you guys always told me I was wrong. Yeah. I like that. See, I, I peg all mine. So I, except for those, you know. I mean, when you're dogging, it's pulling it downriver anyways. That bead's going to slide yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, it's going to make its way down there at some yeah. point. But there are times like you're trying to get it down quick, you know, and you want that. Like, it could take time for that line to all shuffle straighten out and fish, you know. So it's, 
there's, it goes both ways, you know. I think there's a scenario for both, and I think if you were dead drifting, you know, pegged and not pegged down the same float, the same steelhead's going to eat either one of them. Yeah. In my opinion, but, you know, it's all it's all preference, you know. Do you fish many jigs? I do. Low clear water is probably my the only time. It's the only time it benefits me where I'm at, you know, and what I'm fishing. Yeah. Where I'm at, it's not your typical steelhead water. It's a lot more like Chinook water that we're targeting these steelhead in. I need to come know. fish with you. Yeah. You invited me like five yeah. times last year, and yeah. I never came. I know. It's Lonnie cool. made it with me one Lonnie time. Lonnie came and, once. It looked like you guys had a freaking blast. I think we, we put 10 in the boat, and I don't even know how many we hooked. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he, he, you know, and he was kind of blown away, too, because he got to see, like, what we fished. He told me. He called me afterwards. He's like, dude. Everything we know about steelhead is wrong. The water like, what are you talking he about? He's like, Papa fishes that's not even the same, not, not even remotely close to what we fish. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, I just have to show you. Yeah. And he was like going it off is. to me about it. Well, you know where we fished the other day where you caught that summer yeah. first cast? You showed the backside me. Yep, of that yep. is where I would, I would fish a worm, you know? And like, it's just crazy. Like the stuff, I think that people lose their like track on where steelhead hold yes of course they lay in those flats and tail outs and things like that and that moving water but dude there's something about hydraulic water for steelhead i don't know if well, yeah. it's easier for them to swim in it's or easier dude just the crazy if you look at this water and go what well, <laughs> what I mean, are we doing stuff you see on you the know? top is not necessarily what's going on at the bottom that's exactly. true that's, too that's yeah. the key that's yeah. what i learned when you guys did the you guys just do the winter the winter convention when i listened to cody talk about the water hydraulics and stuff that was you learned yeah. that a lot like and I've noticed, like, they, they, I feel like they just kind of get shoved around in there. They don't really have to work to stay in there, you know? Yeah. And so you could fish, a, you know, your your worm or your jig or whatever in in four feet of water in a hole that's 20 feet deep. And you may not get bit right away, but, like, all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're boom, 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 you know? And it's just because I think those fish are just kind of funneling through the hydraulic in, in there in that big sweeping hole and... And, you know, they, it's just a matter of when they come to the level of your presentation. And, and it's it's mind-blowing, dude. I got so, showed by an old-timer. and it, So talking <laughs> about that, let's talk worms. So, like, when you're fishing, because I know we, obviously, we have our addicted steelhead worms. Yep. We'll put links to those, obviously, in the description. Yep. And we, we're we working on a few new colors right now, and mm-hmm. I need to talk to you about yeah. trying to do. I already told you a couple that I'm yep. going to do, but yep. I'd like to add a couple more, too. Yep. Based off what you want to do, but regardless, sorry, sidetrack there again. <laughs> Freaking, what colors? Like, are you finding like certain specific colors? Because everyone always gets stuck on, oh, it's a pink worm, and it's like, dude, there's like no. that we learned that There's in Alaska. So it's like, man, you mm. just switch the color out sometimes yeah. in a hole, like you catch three more fish. Yep, yep. it's so, crazy. So I have my like starting lineup, you know, that I fish like on a daily basis, and and like that I'm gonna put through a hole first. Mm-hmm. But there's like three holes in particular. That every single day, I don't care what day it is, there's fish. If there's fish in there, you're gonna get one to bite in the first couple casts. And if they're there, you switch your color out after a couple of three, four, five casts, and you will catch another one. I mean, it's like, and I, you know, I, I kind of proved it to myself, like two years or whatever it was, two years ago, filming with Lunker Junkies, and this all went on to this thing, and we're filming, and I could not get a bite, like on my normal stuff. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Here, put this on." I'm like, "No, dude, they won't eat that." And <laughs> first cast dude through the hole just bam switched it out again bam i'm like dude it was just changing and putting something different in front of their face just made mm-hmm. them you know yep. just trigger but i mean i got certain you know there's so what are your colors i i'm a big like blue head blue tail i, I really like that blue one. head is money that blue just head was anything good. i think is like i don't know what it is if it's the contrast of the colors you know but i like the blue head with the the pink the bubble gum and the white tail mm-hmm. and and then my probably my just the standard all pink worm, pink Dude, tail, not, pink everything. What a white head. Not even one addicted worm. I don't even know if I actually fish out. No, that's not more. true because I only got two packages of them, and I've gone through both of them. Because the day that Lonnie came out, we yeah, the the day that Lonnie came out, we tested them for the first time, and he caught every fish on that day on that he caught was on. That oh no, that was red so, haze. I saw that red picture. haze. Red yeah. haze. That's what it was. Yeah, and red and pearls even better. Is yeah and. <laughs> The red, oh yeah, the red pearl. I fish that one a ton. Yeah, that's probably my one of my favorite worms. Actually, yeah. So my my favorite would be that Captain America from mm-hmm. Mad River, which is the blue yep. tail. Yep. And then I like ours that we do, which Mad River makes for us, yep. which is obviously you can't go wrong with red pearl. And then red haze is just amazing. I know what you're gonna say. What's your favorite colors? Neon yellow. You're stupid. <laughs> no, peachy pearl. 
like just because when I do you, like, do you run any other colors though too? Or I do. In fact, no. I was run, I was running the haze because the water was clear, clearer. Like so, what 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 my routine is usually like. You know, I'm fishing the smaller prints, but when I bust the worms out, at least the river that I really like to fish, when I'm fishing that high water, it tends to go a little glacial. Yeah. It gets a little white, mm-hmm. and it's just like, I don't know what it is, but that orange, yeah. that peachy pearl, and that I just, I've had just Have you fished, tried fish. much I, of the glacier orange color that we make when the water glaciers up like that? The glacier orange. Oh, it's, it's like a bright orange with the yeah. too. Well, Any fish on it? Absolutely. No, yeah. last year, last year, that was kind of the fun. Like when we actually got to some good fish, yeah. I was running like, you know, three worms and then seeing which ones would catch yeah. it. I mean, I made it a point. I mean, and like, and when we were in the testing phase, like I, I took all the worms there and I had yeah. one day I caught a fish on every single color worm in our yeah. lineup. And I took a picture of it every yep. single one. Cause there's been some guys from yeah. other areas, like on the OP and stuff that have messaged me and been like, dude, that glacier orange is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. the best color. That was my last day of the season. I only had two of those and they were ones that Wani left with me that from that day, I had two of them and the last day of the season, that was the only thing that I could get dead on. And the, I only had two worms and they were shredded. That's Dude, the I was, worst. I was yeah. cutting them down. Like by the end of the day, I was fishing like a one inch worm. <laughs> Just <dude>. a jig. <laughs> I mean, it was like it became a jig. Yeah. So. There's, that's what I mean. There's a time and a place for every worm, you know, or every color, not just worms, beads, whatever. You know, there's some day that yeah. every color is going to produce. But then you have guys like Grant who feel like color matters zero. You know, and I don't we've know. all we've all seen it that way, and we've all seen it the other way. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. like we can point back to a trip that we took to the OP where it was nothing but black worms. That was that, and then the red pearl was out doing it about freaking ten to one. Yeah. I mean, like you know, there's. I mean, dude, dude yeah. There's. I've just had too many also, scenarios. But I like also that. think. Yeah. But I also think it's. If it's not so much the fish, it's the other fishermen. So like, I'm sure that river, because uh-huh. that was the gig up there, black with a green tail. I'm sure a lot of those fish had come across a lot of black and green tail. Yep. Worms and perhaps maybe when we threw the red pearl into the mix in that gin gin clear water, it was stupid. Yeah. The reactions yeah. you're getting on it. Yeah. So it's like so maybe like and like you mm-hmm. say, just being you know. Yep. Being a little bit different, it I think that speaks volumes. Yep. Especially in, especially with the wild seasons, because those fish are sitting in there a long time. Yeah, and I see that those. <clears throat> I will say, like worm fishing, it gets them big wild fish, dude. Uh-huh. It's just oh, like, yeah. it's another level of like every time I see the bobber go down in a spot that you know could be that a I, dub. Yeah, just you're just going. Dub. I haven't heard Oregon the dub, dub or no, Washington dub. I haven't heard dub. the dub club yet this year. <laughs> no, I haven't seen a dub picture yet. No dubs. <laughs> it's too oh, I can't wait to start seeing those. Oh, those are the best, dude. That's a highlight. I already of know, dude. All, Stone Dolls going like to be messaging big? them to you. Oh, I already wow. know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, 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 I feel like it's unfair because all the little trolls have come out of their grandma's basements and stuff like that, and all the crap talking on loop. But yet we don't get any dub pictures yet. Damn, it's almost like it's, it's unfair. It's, it's, almost there. it's coming though. It's coming. Oh, was there any me. other gear we should talk about before we work? We've freaking cut. We've been doing this for about fifty minutes. So yeah. hopefully you guys are liking this. Please, please hit that subscribe button if you are liking it. Leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. The reviews do help. We like to hear you guys' feedback and. Thanks for tuning in, addicts. It's been yeah. a fun. It's been a fun night. You guys got any other gear you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Jigs, what? man. We didn't really talk about jig oh, we didn't colors. Talk about jigs. I mean, somebody's got a favorite jig color we here. Better, we better cover a couple jigs here. The ugly jig. Ugly jig rules. Ugly <laughs> so if you guys don't, if you guys out there watching don't know what the ugly jig is, it's I don't even know that you can buy it anywhere. No, it's just a whitehead chartreuse chenille body with a pink tail, and that's already caught. It's caught to the fish. Two of my winners this year. I've seen more pictures of that oh, stupid that. jig in it. It kind of looks like that, but a little different. Yeah, for those of you guys who've seen it, it's anyways, it's, ugly. it's an ugly jig. I used to call it a river name killer because that's what I did fish like. Dude, I only fished that jig. I caught more fish on that jig than anything yeah. else. Terrible yeah. garbage. Yeah. I refuse to believe it. But no, I mean that. And then I've gotten, I've done, I've done pretty good on just some of the subtle peaches and pinks this yeah. season, summers and winters. So, yeah. You know, it was weird yeah. last year for, for jig fishing, or the it was, the year, I guess, the year before last, when I fixed a lot of fixed floats for them. Dude, they were eat, like low clear water. Like, I would find the brightest thing I could find, yeah. you know, to, to it's try just gaudy. to. Yeah, it was like, the I would dig through my box. Off. Like, what this, the hell could I find? This might just be like a, a, a just being different story, but I yeah. just remember distinctly the day that I was literally sitting on this rock and I had two steelhead laying out in front of me in this run and I was bouncing this was back before tip and bait and bouncing reds and oranges and purples and pinks yeah. just off off their heads just 
Bal- I mean, you know, and sitting three feet of water, gin yeah. clear, I can see it. Dink, dink, dink. Sitting there going through my jig while I was beginning, you know, learning steelheader. Just running through the motions, yeah. you know. Damn, damn, damn. Try and then, like, I had one of those <laughs> that I just happened to tie up. Don't, and I'm like, why not? I put that jig on and I fire it way up the river, you know, so where it's, you know, 50 feet in front of him and it's coming down. And one of those steelhead broke off his buddy <laughs> and you know, swam good. 20 feet and just whoo, wolfed yep. it. Yep. And I just sat, I hooked him. I, I couldn't. I was like. Then he was using so, old so, floor on broken off. <laughs> no, no, not, no. We were probably, I was probably using just straight 12 pound yep, mono old and gin clear water. And yep. dude, that fish just saw that. And it was definitely, it was clear enough to where like he definitely saw it coming a long way. And dude, he broke from that other fish and said, I am killing that sucker. And swam. And I have no idea why to this day. But I saw that. And of course, being a young angler, it's like the guys who go out and catch their yeah. first fish on nightmare jigs. That's all it's going to freaking work as a nightmare yep. jig. So guess what? I probably spent freaking five years fishing nothing but that jig, and I yep. caught steelhead freaking every like day. Chartreuse one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we – it's funny because I have a story just like that with a nightmare jig. I was fishing yeah. a nightmare jig. It was going through. It was right in front of me. I wasn't even, like, paying attention, and then I just catch something out of my eye, and this steelhead is beelining from the other side of the river to eat this nightmare jig. And I'm like – Thinking to myself, how the hell does he even see it? And he is, I'm like, is he coming for this jig? And sure as shit, he's just right for it and just eats it right in front of yeah. me. And yeah. I'm like, what in the world? That is so badass. And then for months, I fished yeah, nightmare so jigs. Fish <laughs> it was yep. like nightmares every day, all day. Yeah, but why? That's what that's what's crazy to me is why do those fish travel? Everybody always goes, can they see your bait? You know, or what's the water clarity? Can they see your presentation from a long ways away? Dude, I've seen that same thing. I've seen a guy. I've seen one come across the river to eat a bead before. Mm-hmm. You know, coming down, they see it, they target onto yeah. it, yeah. fifteen feet and grab it. You know, but you know what drives them to do that versus one color versus another? Because you could throw every color under the sun and they won't move. And then there's just that one thing that I whether no it's idea. the light refraction or what. I think that's what keeps us fishing. Well, that's we the thing. Oh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> we've all yeah. seen we all seen it both ways where yeah. any, anything mm-hmm. works and then where nothing works but that one. Yep. Thing. Yep. And you usually have one of them in your box. <laughs> my favorite jig, my favorite jig by far. I've caught more steelhead on it than any jig in the world. Is white, just white and red, single beaded rabbit fur, white head with a little red bead and some red rabbit fur. That's a very good one. Deadly, yeah. so that? deadly. Blackhead, blackhead rabbit fur with a purple with a little pink tail on it. Mm-hmm. And then mine would probably my up. top jig the cerise one. I think he yeah, calls it's it. Yeah, fire. My, my top jig is same guy with uh, the peach head. Two red beads and then white and peach uh, feathers. Mm. That's a crush and crush. Dude, are you oh mostly rabbit God. fur too? Yeah, you know, I've become more. Like, I mean, I have an entire box that's just rabbit fur. You Dude, know, we just, have some jigs coming out of our own. Yeah. They're going to be sick. No, I can't wait. Rabbit to really talk fun. about them. Yeah. But I can't. Because we'll probably get in trouble. Coming soon. <laughs> but we do have some jigs coming out. We'll put some links to the descriptions of some of the jigs mm. that we use now. Um, hopefully you guys like this episode make sure like I said that you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube thanks so much for tuning in and yeah that's it I think yep Yep. we'll see you guys on the river later guys